This is Montel Jordan, and right now you're listening to I Don't Get It with my girl, Maria Manero. This is how we do it. Hey, Maria, take it away, girl. Thanks, Montel. Welcome, everybody, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Today we are talking about Chapter 2, second parter of our uh, initial conversation about the journey of a relationship. Uh, in the beginning, of course, we talked about the falling in love, meaning falling in love, all of that stuff, getting married. And this week, we talk about the other side of things. What happens when that pendulum swings the other way? Uh, you know, love grows, it blossoms, and then it also withers. So, um, we discussed that. We're joined by uh, Tom Sandoval and... I'm just kidding, guys. That would, wouldn't that be amazing? Talk us through that, Sandoval. How did your love blossom and then wane and then blossom again and then wane? Brilliant. And I know, guys, it's widely known the world over that the best way to gain listenership for a podcast is to have wildly just sporadic, chaotic, unscheduled programming. I'm sorry. We're trying. We're going to get there. There's just a lot of changes happening right now. So please keep tuning in. We do have a lot of sweet episodes in line, if I do say so myself. And uh, we'll get it out to you. We are doing it. So keep on keeping on. Keep listening. I hope you enjoy this, the second part of our uh, episode on the entire history of me and you. With me, Maria Monero, your host here on I Don't Get It. Thanks and enjoy. Stupid and dumb is where my head goes. I don't get it, I'm so pathetic, one hell of a trash fire. Well, look at that. It's me. What a surprise. I'm just here to say, if you're going to listen to the show, why not follow the show on social media? The hot spot where everybody's, where everybody's at, where the party's at. Hmm? Jagged Edge, how can you resist? Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook at Maria Doesn't Get It, or on Twitter at MM Doesn't Get It. And get with it. You know what I'm saying? All right. Back to the show. You're just making me think about, like, the slow death of love. Right. So when does this happen, typically? Oh, like, I've read something recently. Yeah. And I feel really, it's it's so funny. I, I read something, and I, I apologize. It relates to... um couples with children and I read it and I told my husband about it as a joke because we have children and our youngest is six and I told him how apparently divorce rates go really high when your child has um when your children are ages seven and up (laughs) so I did read that because that's when they become less dependent they are you have a bit more as a parent you have a bit more freedom to 
have full thoughts <laughs> and not have to um, be as um, physically needed but as you isn't used that to be. Detrimental, particularly for like stay-at-home moms, to uh, well, their identity stories. kind of is attached to the children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it detrimental to stay at home moms when their children go through their stages? Okay. So now we're switching topics here, right? Like, well, we're still in the, like the, the, yeah, in the, the realm. <laughs> so like, I, I, I'm thinking about stay at home moms. Like they, like, I'm thinking about just parents in general. We have to go through the stages of our children. Like when my kids were toddlers, when they were babies, 100% dependent on, on us, right. right, to keep them alive. And then they're toddlers and they're becoming a little bit more independent. So I don't know about detrimental. I think it's just more that stay-at-home moms may need to, that's the time they get to pivot. They get to pick up a hobby. They get to pick up maybe, maybe that's when they pick up like their their jobs. They start, a, they start their own business. And that's when I think a pivot may be able to happen for them because they do get a bit more time. So how does it blossom into an affair? Like how does that happen? How does an affair get blossomed? Yeah. So there is, there's a lot of conversations about this. There's a lot of um, theories on this. And I'll say that there's this, um, it's a very popular theory amongst therapists, therapists, excuse me, but it, it, it may not sound so great when I say it out loud. Um, I hear that a lot of, uh, a lot of affairs, there's a, a partner who actually does the affair. And then there is the individual that um, it, it didn't, didn't actually have an affair. And usually I think societally we kind of, think the individual who did the affair is like the quote unquote bad person in that relationship. But oftentimes an individual seeks an affair or an extramarital um, relationship because they're lacking something in the relationship, in their marriage and their, in their core relationship, they're lacking something, they're missing out on something. And that's oftentimes why they seek out a relationship to help them fill that need or that uh, want that they're not getting within their relationship. So what are they, when what are they missing? Could be an emotional connection, could be, um, could be, honestly, I, I'm, I'm thinking about a few of like my more recent couples. It could be not feeling seen, not feeling heard, not feeling loved, not feeling wanted. Um, all those things can drive somebody like years and years of feeling like that can drive somebody to, to want to seek out some feel, some positive feelings from an, another person. Is that an inevitability? Is it an, an inevitability of a marriage? Of, yeah, of every, or, for every couple. No, I don't think so. Like, I think if you work get to a point where you they, they want to seek out. No, no, you stop seeing or hearing the other person. Oh, if you stop seeing and hearing, I think that I don't know if it's inevitable because I think one thing we we may we may know now, Maria. But I think when I first got married, I didn't know how much work was required to make my marriage work. Like, I You're didn't realize how much me. Yeah. You have to put work into a marriage Damn, to make it work. It is hard. Yeah. 
Um, it's a lot of like it's a lot of relearning and learning new things to see okay does this work does that like does this fit does this align and so if a if uh both of you if both partners are committed to putting in the work i think that the the when we feel disconnected so a big part of the work i do is um becoming aware like if i feel disconnected from my person i let him know Hey, I'm feeling disconnected. I feel emotionally disconnected. And he could be like, oh, so do I. Or it could be like, really, what's going on? And we talk. Okay. So <clears throat> no matter okay, do you think that no matter who which of the exes I've had in the past I ended mm -hmm. up with, like I would still have ended up in the third circle of Dante's Inferno. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. would it still be a trash fire? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would it be? Um, if you had, like... It's not just... It's not, I'm not saying it's like... Like, my marriage is a disaster. I'm just saying, like, it's hard. So, like, I, no matter yeah. who it, what it would be, would it be just as mm -hmm. hard? Oh, would it be just as yeah. hard? Um, I think that I think it really depends on the person, to be honest with really? you, because I do. I feel like there's like, uh, how do I? Um, on the person that so I end compatibility. up with, or, or me? Well, I think I think it's a compatibility with like yourself right. and that person and that willingness of like that your partner's willingness to 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 work and to. I just think of my, so I'm thinking about my own relationship at this moment yeah, and I'm a couples therapist. We know I'm a couples therapist and guess what? This guy has been put through the ringer because if I'm learning how to become a couples therapist, I want to be on that other side of the couch. <laughs> I want to know how it feels to be, to, to be in couples therapy. I want to know how it feels to like really dig deep and apply my own therapeutic approach on us. And so if I, like you know i have a partner who's very willing to to go that distance with me and very like to me that's has always been like that honestly he he has he's like he he's always been really good about um he likes to talk wanting does he like to talk he can he can be pretty chatty yeah he has yeah. his moments <laughs> so you know that's the hard part i think is finding someone who cuz you know Nobody wants to deal with the shit, the heavy shit. Like, yeah. I am the too fast, too furious Tokyo Drift realness. Like, I bring yeah. it all up in your face, and then everybody's mm -hmm. like, I'm not, I don't want to deal with that shit. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. want, like, the, the laughs, you know? Yeah. Bring up the, send in the clown. Yeah. They want the court yeah. jester. They don't want the yeah. real Maria. But, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> Being that you own uh, mm -hmm. an individual and couples therapy clinic, please tell me why yeah. is couples therapy a torture chamber? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't think it's a torture <laughs> chamber, but yes, mean. Let's be real. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say, like, what what couples therapy is is that. I think a lot of times it's this is crazy what I, town hard. 
it's difficult. So a lot of times we come into couples therapy and we got, I, th- I say this to my, my couples when I first meet them, we got our gloves on. We're in a, we're in a boxing, um, what is it called? A ring? Yeah. We're in a yeah, we were ring. warned, but I did not know yeah. it would. Yeah. But I think what's <laughs> challenging with couples therapy is that we often come in thinking, I'm going to get this therapist to get on my side to explain to my person mm-hmm. why he's wrong. That's true. What's his problem and how he's screwing things and up. And they're thinking the same thing. we're both coming in to, yeah, we're both going in with that mentality. And then your therapist, if you get a good one, <laughs> what they do is they make you look inwards and say, okay, what goes on for you when she or he says this to you? What yeah. happens to you in that moment? And you are forced, I think, with couples therapy to assess yourself. Yeah. And that is the friggin' hard part mm-hmm. that you... Because um, the truth is it's not even our partners we don't want to face. It's ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... Uh, it's uh, Well, okay. Sorry. <laughs> let, me, let me back this up a little bit more. So in individual therapy, you are... Uh, definitely there to look inwards, but you're doing it in this beautiful, safe place where it's just you and your right. therapist, so no There's one else no needs to know your shit. Yeah. But then with couples therapy, it's like, oh shit, yeah. I am opening up and letting this person into my really, that place where you are scared, Maria, you yeah. mentioned earlier. Yeah. That very scary place that you don't let him into all the time. Now Nobody. you're letting that your partner into and your therapist, again, if you get a good one, will really like, you know, gently guide you, process you and, and touch that raw vulnerability in such a beautiful way. And you are so fucking exposed in that moment. And then he's, he or she, your partners are right there. And it's like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, we had, it was up and down. There was a time period where it was, where it works really well, but like for three days or whatever. But there was one session where it was like, we got cut off like midway through. So we had like, we had to stop. So uh, I was like in a panic because I was like, I can't wait another week. Like this is bad. Like Mm -hmm. we have no coping Mm -hmm. mechanisms. Like, we need help. Like this is going to be world war three yeah. here, like midway through. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't her fault, but it's just like, um, how do I deal with this? Because this is going to be crazy yeah. town for a week, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. again, like I told you, um, other colleagues, friends of mine who've gone through couples, yeah. all yeah. of whom have had, you know, <coughs> up and down experiences right yeah i mean we were even joking yeah. we were like yeah let, we should get like a a there you know i don't know if you listen to many podcasts but like that one is always constantly advertising that like online mental basically i don't know it's like a mental health clinic yeah. and you, you yeah um you sign up online or whatever for it but like it's just that they like have taken over the marketplace which is crazy but i was joking i was yeah. like yeah we should insert a like a a marriage uh count therapy <laughs> counseling ad in here because it's like you know because we're going on about how like it was so hard for all of us but yeah i think like that's the real deal like that's the truth and what i really want to know is mm-hmm. how long does it generally take before it's not a complete shit show 
um, wait, what take what takes Mar- therapy or Mar- marriage? marriage count. <laughs> both. What do we let's therapy say therapy or marriage? Therapy and marriage. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, marriage is as we said, going to be waves, right? Yeah, so it's up and down and has a lot to do with our own personal, what we're going to that we bring into. Yeah. yeah. Like it could be the present, the past traumas, as well as, um, it could also future be future like, anxiety of the future. It could be our own mental health, like there are stability, but I'm just thinking our attachment history, like how have we been taught to attach to other people? Has it been safe attachment, anxious, avoidant? Like what kind of disorganized, what kind of attachment style do we have? So that's marriage for you. Like, I mean, and when does it happen? When does the shit show begin? That's whenever you release it. (laughs) Whenever, (laughs) Whenever one of you gets really afraid of losing connection to that person, doesn't know how to respond to it in a healthy way or doesn't know how to even share with that person hey this makes me really sad or feel alone or i'm afraid whatever and then instead we either show it through anger through resentment through withdrawing we have so many different right we do. right and then and that's when you start shit show right so that's when you go start going to counseling that's when yeah. people come to see you well, no, you. They usually come to see me when it's like that shit show's been happening for a long really? time. Really, like that cycle has been going on for a while. How long? Um, How long? I usually get do people when, tolerate that before they get help. Um, I mean, I am seeing younger and younger couples, which I'm super appreciative of. But what's, sometimes couples what's have been what's born. young. Uh, like a young, like a like a younger couple would be like a year or two. And no, then, what do you mean? Like um, what age range? Like oh, age? Oh no, sorry. When I say, I meant the the relationship is young, oh, like as in the relationships a year or two. I don't mean um, I don't mean uh, age wise. I meant relationship. Like, I'm age. curious though, age wise, mm-hmm. what? What ages am I seeing? I see. I'm gonna guess. Can I guess? Okay. I mean, like, sorry, you're asking me a specific question about the ages? Just generally, like, your patients okay. are, are around, yeah. yeah, with the marriage, you know, um, yeah. counseling. I'm going to guess around my age, so like 35 to 45. Yeah, I do have a lot of that range. I yep. knew it. I think that you attract what you are too, to an extent. Like, I think I attract that age because I fill that age range with like, you know, being, and also I attract parents. I find I attract couples that have children I mean, because I have, because I write it down. I have children. I, I'm yeah. Most of our listeners are that age range, but yeah. I also think <laughs> it's just that time. It's like, you know, we were talking about marriage story, that movie with yeah. Scarlett oh, Johansson. Yes. Have you seen that? I have watched that. It's yeah. a tough watch. It's a tough watch. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like that's very much of our, it's something, you know, my friends were saying they couldn't get through it. Too, too hard yeah. to watch too much because yeah. it's too close to home. Real. It's too close. Yeah. And I was saying like, if I was 25, I'd be like, Go at it. No idea. This means nothing to me. Yeah. But at this age. Yeah. So, okay. So, therapy. Yeah. How do you get through (laughs) the hellscape? How do you get past? Yeah. (laughs) Like the fire. The hard stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, how long does it take and how do you do it? How long does it take? It's a, that's different for every couple. Mm -hmm. Like, it depends on like, um, you know, how, 
how willing are they to look inwards? How willing are they to put in the work? Because like, I always say this, that the hard, the hard work starts from when the session ends until the next session starts. Okay. Because from that point, you guys are on your own. Exactly. You're going to, you're going to so use scary. your tools now. Yeah. And so you don't have a therapist to guide you through mm. your moves to slow you down. So like how willing are each of you to put in that work? Um, but like, how do you get like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the, the place of like, what are we trying to gain or what's the goal of therapy mm-hmm. is to change the cycle or the pattern that we keep getting stuck in. It's to change that constant. We, we fight about the, we fight about different different stuff we can fight about the garbage we can, can fight about it. the finances <laughs> we do we fight about different You're shit but we fight about it i am i'm <laughs> a pure mom i keep thinking someone's gonna walk in but they're not even here at school <laughs> um and and we fight about different shit but we fight about it in the exact same way do we the, the conversations yeah we get stuck in these patterns a cycle and so with therapy or i'm gonna say i'm gonna speak to like the approach i use the point like the big goal is to figure out okay let's get into a different cycle where we actually are able to hear each other hear both of each other like hear both of our feelings on this and also be able to come to a resolution and that's the purpose of therapy is like, you know, I might say like, you know, it might be like, Hey, why did you pay? Why did you pay that person this much money? I think it wasn't worth it, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like carrying each other's sides on it. Something really dumb, right? Like I'm it's giving it very simple. It's hope. the minutia. Yeah. But, but we can get into what you're it. actually fighting about. Oh no, it's never about the shit. Right. It's never about the shit. It's not about the money. It's not about the in-laws. It's not about the the car. It's about the feelings that are attached to that. How did it feel when you said this right. to me? I felt like shit. I felt crappy. I didn't feel heard. I felt I felt triggered. And is it mostly then- feelings of um frustration with ourselves that is being reflected? Yeah. That that's what makes us the most mm-hmm. um combative? Is that you've presented myself with something that is now making me feel shitty about myself, but that's Mm -hmm. so deep, like inception, you know, it's so far down the level that like, there's no way for me to recognize that's what's going on with me. So I'm just going to start a fight with you and start like, Mm -hmm. you know, throwing knives you know yeah butter knives but you know yeah (laughs) but knives (laughs) knives. yeah i hear you yeah so i hear you like is it like like the way i think of it maria is that my person said something that really triggered me that made me feel whatever your trigger is everyone has like their own unique quit whatever yeah that's Maybe a, that's you feel common alone, you feel for women. Yeah, you feel less than, you feel insignificant. Um, it's also like men often feel that way too. Like not enough, yeah. like like anything I do is never enough yeah. for this person. Um, so yeah, like you get triggered and then you feel you get you you feel that trigger and then you respond. Generally, a lot of us respond from our secondary emotion. Meaning it's like the surface emotion that you're comfortable showing, which could be frustration, anger, it could be withdrawing and, you know, silent treatment, just becoming frozen, defensive. How, but and, how much fighting mm-hmm. is normal though? Like, should you fight? I mean. Or should I you be, silent treatment, walk away? 
Well, nothing comes from being in silent treatment. We don't resolve anything. That. So I don't. I, my parents. I feel divorced, that silent treatment, and they mm-hmm. fought, that's how they fought. And it yeah, was they, so they didn't mm-hmm. really fight, right? It was fucking mm-hmm. torture, man. Yeah, it was hell. So I think taking breaks is not a bad thing. Like having like, but I like, I like, and like, this is just my technique, my style, but I like saying, let's take a timed break. So it's like, we'll be back at 9 PM to connect to continue or we'll be this back in 10 minutes or whatever. No, it's to give ourselves time to really process what's going on for ourselves, like for each of you individually, and then to come back and try to have this conversation well, in a healthier what way. What if your partner doesn't, is not amenable to? to that. Yeah. What if they're like, yeah. you know, they don't, they're not, I mean, obviously in a fight, nobody's mm-hmm. reasonable or logical. Yeah. 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 So you, someone needs to tap out. Like one of the things you got to learn is to tap out. But how much this of is, arguing is normal? You know what I mean? Like how much is it? How much is okay, that's a normal amount, or this is an exorbitant amount to the point that, like, this, uh, you should really take a look and maybe this is not working anymore. Such a, again, you (laughs) asked me these great questions that you, like, you know, that you think I can give you, I never give you a simple answer, so that is actually There's no no simple answer to any of this. Unfortunately, there isn't, Mm because I'm thinking about, there's people that have been, like, I was raised in a very high-conflict household so mm. you know what i'm very okay with me it. too but but you know my like other couples out there are my like i'm trying to think of my partner but i'm not going to go there right now because i can't totally think of it but like i'm thinking about other couples there could be some couples there that have been ri- like that were raised in no conflicts or very little and so just like it. yeah like the minute uh any kind of conflict arises they are incredibly uncomfortable and don't and cannot respond Mm. and aren't able to function in that. And so it is such an individual thing. Like some couples are, they tease each other with like jokes and kind of like not fighting, but just like, like teasing each other. And um, that's normal. And they have little conflicts and they brush it off. Like it's nothing. Whereas other couples are, they're, they are very conflict averse. So the thing with me is, I have like a two mm-hmm. second bounce back rate. So like, uh, if I'm mad, <laughs> like I get it out, and then I don't want to mm-hmm. keep fighting, so I'll just be normal. And my partner mm-hmm. would be like, "Are you an insane person? Like, are you right. bipolar? Because yeah. like, you were just screaming two seconds ago." Gotcha. And yeah. uh, my response is, "But I don't want to stay angry." And yeah. that fight is ludicrous. We're not fighting about yeah. anything. Why are we right. going to perpetuate? But he's not the same as me, so I can't expect him to, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So it's almost like I would, two questions I'd ask you is like, where did you learn that from? And then the bounce back? what? Yeah, yeah. Where did you learn that move from? No one. Where did you? It was, you never saw it growing no, up? My parents fought a lot. Uh, it was uh-huh. tumult. They had a tumultuous. You know, they loved each other a lot. I was very loved by my parents, but they uh-huh. had a tumultuous relationship, and they were both fiery. Uh-huh. So they had like you know some like shouting matches fight, and then like the yeah. silent treatment for silent treatment. ages yeah. fights. They fought yeah. a lot, and then that so, so I didn't get it from them. Uh-huh. But <laughs> I, the older I've gotten, 
um, yeah. the more shit I can take. Mm, really? Yeah. That's usually, it's, it's interesting. I usually hear the opposite. It's, it's really weird. I've become a kinder person, a more tolerant person, um, mm -hmm. a more compassionate, empathetic person. Don't know why. But here, how much shit mm -hmm. is a reasonable amount to tolerate in a marriage? Like, how do you know the it difference individual. between so individual. like being patient, mm -hmm. tolerant, or just being mm -hmm. completely treated like toilet water? I hear you. I hear you. Like, it's so individual again, because um, yeah, I'm just thinking about like the different couples I see and, and how they like uh, sometimes couples will ask me when we do it we do one individual session with each person right. and they'll ask me like do you think i should leave them do you think i should cut it off do you, you can't think, what do you think you What's can't your answer assessment? that <laughs> no, no of course not but, can't um, believe they, they will ask. ask oh yeah so many I mean, times if they're asking the question they're thinking it they're feeling it yeah. so i mean how much shit can someone do you, or should do someone you ever or want to just say just fucking leave them. Like, I don't know if you watched that show. Um, Shrinking? Yeah. No, I don't. I cannot Jason Siegel anymore. Why? You, you don't I, like him? I had a client. Yeah. Um, no, no. In that in that show, Jason Siegel pretty much goes off the books as a yeah, therapist. Yeah, and he's like, leave your husband. And exactly. And uh, I had a client actually ask me to Jason Siegel him. Oh, he was and like, do Jason Siegel me right now? What? Yeah, he's, he's like, he needed to hear words yeah. from you? He well, we talked about it. Like, you want me to, because essentially he was asking me to tell him to leave his uh, partner. But and I'm why? like, why? Why does he need you to tell? Exactly, right? Like, what's, uh, so we process that a little bit more. But like, so I said, I will not, Jason Siegel, you, but we will process why you need me to. Yeah, we stopped watching it too because it was just <laughs> so dour. It was just oh, so. We kept watching it. It's good. It, it does good. get good. Is it? <laughs> is like there it. any hope I, in it, though? Is there any hope? Yeah, I think there's a. You know, it's a good show. It's a good show of uh, life. And um, but the point as like a therapist is that I can't Jason Siegel anyone. I can't. I'd go love off the a Jason Siegel therapist. I'd love. <laughs> I don't know if you would though, because you're not actually processing your feelings. You're not able to understand why do I need someone to tell me to do this? Why can't I make this decision on my own? He, what is doesn't me? he explain? Doesn't he say like, do stop doing this because this is <laughs> like, leave your husband because he's terrible for you. And yeah, yeah. You know. but you, but my client needs to come to that decision on their own. Right. I can't be, why, I can't, why help. can't you, yeah. even though it's sensible. Uh, I feel that it might be sensible to me because I'm, but I'm only hearing again, as a therapist, you only hear what you hear in that session right as in an individual minute yeah well even in like couples you only get them for that 75 60 minute session whatever it is and you are only getting a glimpse of them of their life for that little bit and hearing like learning about them for that little bit and to me that might sound like hey like again i can't bring my biases into it my beliefs my my value system into it yeah um, that's not what you're paying me for you're not asking me to 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 tell you what to do. You may want me to because you're so desperate and you're feeling so lost and confused, but 
why we come to therapy or therapy is essentially trying to make sense of your feelings. I'm right. trying to but make I mean, sense of why you feel the way you think feel. Think about that. It's like you're trying to turn it into a mathematical equation, you know, and it's like, how the fuck do you do that? Like, how does mm-hmm. one, because you have to take out your own uh, inherent, like you said, biases or perceptions. Oh, yeah. have to move them but away. But you're a human yeah. being. You have mm-hmm. perspectives and opinions and and thoughts. So how mm-hmm. do you delineate between th- your own and, yeah. you know, that's the ethical. I mean, it's really, yeah. really complicated. I want to say, like, this is what you're trained as a therapist. You get trained to do this. Like, like the more experienced you become, the better and better you get at mm-hmm. it. Like, you, you know, you are trained to not let your opinions, your personal opinions, like you have to like park it at the door is what I say. Like we park it at the door and we just, I go with where my clients are. Do you ever get fond of one client over another, like in couples therapy? Truthfully? Oh, uh, in couples therapy? So I don't, I really like, I know, like I I get this a lot. Like To like, you know, be balanced and like, it's always like as a couple therapist, you always have to keep balance, but there's usually a, a, a partner which makes similar moves that I make in my, in my marriage, like, or in my cycle. And it's like, I really get the that. Idea, and I can't say, I can't say that I become more fond of them, but I might be able to like, be able to process it. Relate. Like, or I should say, like, I might not be surprised when I process them what they're actually feeling, but I always allow myself to do all the steps to process them and to dig deeper because I could be surprised. But oftentimes I'm pretty, like, aware of, like, okay, I think I'm getting where this is coming from, which which is nice because I get, like, a, a bit of a, like, I get, like, this, like, you know, intuition of, okay, what's really going on here and where do I really need to focus okay. on? The last two things before I let you go. Monogamy. Is it possible? I mean, is it, is it just ridiculous? Is it something we imposed on ourselves that Mm. we over are committed and now we're like, why did we? Because no one person can fulfill Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. any person's uh, needs completely, right? Yeah. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. And I, I I mean, my opinion of it is, is that I think it works for a lot of people. Um, and it, it probably is really difficult for some, but, um, yeah, like it's interesting to know, right? Like, why is it, is it, because there's like, there are like, you know, there are sex addictions out there and is it something to do with that? Or is it that I don't like, think so. Commitment? Mm-hmm. Because, um, I, you know, I've interviewed a courtesan, an escort, um, a swinger, mm-hmm. and all the yeah. episodes that are sexually charged topics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have never been about sex. Yeah. It's about what? Connection. I'm ask it's you. always yeah, about emotional human connection, connection, right? So yeah. we're lacking. Yeah, we're lacking that need for. So I think when it comes to monogamy, and when you said like not one person can give you all your needs, 
I think there is a way to get all your needs met, like your emotional and physical needs met from one person. It's just about, so this is so tricky in the sense that you need to be aware of what your emotional needs and your physical needs are. Right. You yourself and need you to be aware of it. you can get it from one person if you can communicate. And if you have you a mean. partner who is willing, again, the willingness mm-hmm. and, and openness to hearing it out, hearing you out. And, and I would, I would suggest you do the same for them. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You guys can reach that place where you're able to. And I'll say like, honestly, maybe you can't do it all the time where like you're always able to be there for them in an emotional way that they need it. Because sometimes you might, maybe something new, maybe devastating, maybe something terrible's happened where they've like, again, I, I go into big, big tragic things. Like maybe they're dealing with racism from work and it's their first time and there's just something so new wow, to you. You just you picked that know. out of nowhere. <laughs> there's some personal experience there. Um, and so, but sorry, that do can you be very strange. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, because, because uh, no, it happened with uh, myself. Like it happened with myself, where my husband didn't, because he is mixed. But I think I think a lot of people make the assumption he's white, and he hasn't really faced racism. What was in the, the same racism way. that you faced? Because I've I have two. Hmm. It was is uh it was at a workplace. Mm-hmm. It was at a workplace, and it was um around uh islamophobia i would say Mm -hmm. that's what i faced and then um it was just a comment like a really Mm -hmm. i feel inappropriate comment that was made Mm -hmm. and it was the response from management um, higher up and whatnot and it was like you know it was it i felt i felt like it wasn't yeah it was a bit disappointing and then it's like the yeah Mm -hmm. the individual who made the comment gets so much support so much Yes, put on a pedestal, yes, and then me. you have to just keep going. Just Denied keep on going. Okay, I would yeah, call but, it yellow yeah. during a meeting, and not wow. sorry, not directly. That epithet yeah. was used, mm-hmm. and yet all the things you've just said. Yeah, it apparently n- nothing was racist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you. And it can put a strain. So, that was hard on me. But then when I brought it, when I shared it with, like, you know, you bring it into the marriage. when you My husband's white. It's like, yeah. And it's like, my spouse had a hard time yeah. understanding it, totally Same. getting it. And, and get again, it, it was not get it. Couldn't. So, so, again, couldn't be there for me emotionally. But, um, you know, like, it took a few conversations for him to be able to like to be able to be there for me in a supportive way that worked for me. So like, how did you explain? Because the thing is, so I, so the one that happened, the epithet was used, that person got so much support, um, resources, training. I asked for the exact same training, didn't get it. Um, and was slowly ostracized and then eventually Uh pushed out. And they can sue me if they want. I have zero dollars. I have minus mm-hmm. five dollars. But oh, fuck, man, that's fucking. And mm-hmm. then to to say it's not racist. <laughs> We're not racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, you, yeah. you didn't. I was just saying we got to change the system. There's something broken here. Yeah. Like this is yeah. like you know unjust. And I brought it home. And my partner mm-hmm. had no idea what I was talking about. 
yeah. did want. And yeah. then eventually it was like, I'm sick of hearing about this because it's always coming up, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know because I'm forever not going to be white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's always going to come <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And these are the things that you didn't think about when you were falling in love and getting married. Yeah. But now we get to the breakup. Mm. So how does love die? Is it an how is it immediate? Die? Is there is there an inciting mm-hmm. incident? Is or is it over mm-hmm. time? And I, I ask this a lot of divorced yeah. people. Yeah, um, I get different answers. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them, or actually all of them, mm-hmm. um, talk about apathy. Mm-hmm. That it that that mm-hmm. that's the feeling. It's not anger, or mm-hmm. or you know, um, hate for the other person, or yeah, um, a- any of those things. It's not. It's not thinking badly of the other person. It's just not giving a shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm so curious. In, in it's like world, when when does yeah. that happen? In my world, I would call that like a burnt out partner. It'd be a burnt, a person that has been either pursuing or um, trying to get heard or trying to, like, trying to do bids for of connection, trying to reach, but just feeling completely burnt out. And, I, I mean, I, I, I really believe that it's over time that your connection, your emotional connection dies out. Like, So, do you fall, is that falling out of love? Like, when they become apathetic, they're out of love? Are they out they've, of they've love? They've fallen out of love with their partner. They've they've burnt out. They're burnt out, and they can't. Uh, they're not able to tap into that love, like that that love part as much. But I, think. I don't know if they've fallen gone. out. <laughs> right. I don't. I I'm I'm such a maybe I'm just too <laughs> optimistic, or I'm just like um, I I just think that like with the right tools, with the right like. M- approaches and how you guys how the the couple speaks to each other i think there's a there's a chance of rekindling or or bringing it back up does it is it ever mutual the the loss of love like or 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 love between two partners is that is it ever equal i i think that's such a awesome question again but so hard to answer because like i may think I love you, like yeah. I love you, you yeah. equally, yeah. and um, it, it might feel equal to me, but like how how I how I measure my love yeah. is probably different yeah. than the way exactly. you measure Again, it. Because you know? yeah. trying to quantify something that's not I numerical, it's but so but hard. but yeah. it's also a question that's worth asking, right? Because it's like, yeah, ideally, yes, yeah. but is that even possible? Is that a possibility? Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, like, again, hard to say, but I think it's also about commitment to each other, to the relationship. I think, like, you guys can, I think you can be on the same, on the same level for that, like, I'm 100% in or not. And I think that would speak to, like, I think, I think there could be, there could be equal, but it's hard, so hard to gauge, Maria, because it's, (laughs) it's just like, 
it's so different for every person how they love. But can you avoid the death of them? Or is it like a preven- you preventable? Preventative? Yeah, that's what therapy's for. Inevit- right? Or is it inevitability <laughs> for... Like once you become yeah. apathetic, is there any coming back from that? Or that's it? Oh, there is. There definitely really? is coming back. From apathy? Yeah, you can... Yeah, because that's when you've completely lost interest. You've completely burnt out. Like, I think of it as a burning out of... Like, you don't even care enough to fight. Yeah, that's being very burnt out. There is a... But again, there has to be some... Like there, there, there needs to be a little bit of hope in there and willingness. And so if there is that curiosity, then yeah. But if you're so like, I am so done. I'm so, and again, it could be, and if there's like, uh, I mean, I go really like, if there's like where you're feeling abused and whatnot, I, I mean, I would, I would say that that would be a tough one. And do you even want to bring it back? Right? What's the main reason people uh, break up, marriages break up? Yeah, emotional, emotional disconnection. It's feeling like is it falling out of love most of the time, or is it like you know uh, we don't have as much sex, or or like is it really, or I don't know, Mm -hmm. this person has become more successful, like we're competitive, you know, other things, uh, like yeah, because I am old fashioned. I don't. Mm-hmm. believe in divorce and I w- would mm-hmm. like to mm-hmm. stay married while mm-hmm. if I'm if I love a person I, I want to yeah. stay married to them the only way I would leave somebody is if I stopped loving them or they stopped loving me yeah and for someone to for you to feel like you're not being loved or don't feel as loved I I would think that a lot of that has to do with like getting emotionally disconnected feeling like not feeling that connection to that person where they just get you not feeling like that person like i think it would be over time feeling like the deterioration of that uh, emotional connection and so for me it's like an erosion as that yeah like as that emotional disconnection keeps happening keeps getting more and more distant you keep going further and further apart from each other then the love does start to feel very like it starts to die down it starts to die out but i think i i think of it as more of like an emotional disconnection of course happens. like yeah that's how do you think an emotional yeah. affair is worse than a physical mm, depends on how it honestly, it really depends on how emotionally involved the, the the people get. Like it can be, it has been in in certain couples. It has been more detrimental than the physical. Okay, last one. I and promise. Is the physical just physical, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Last one. I promise. Mm-hmm. Can you tell if a couple is going to make it, and how and how long? <laughs> how long does it take you? Like, like, I almost made me spit my water. You should have done it. You should have done it. It's first spit take of the show, guys. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I will not lie. I have been asked this. Literally, so they much. walk in the door, and you know it, right? <laughs> come I on, come on. No Keep idea. You don't know. People surprise no, me. People you, surprise you me. Must think though, it's in the back of your, it's not that you're assuming, but in the back of your head, you're like, yeah, it's not gonna happen. 
It depends on like the, so not when I first meet someone, I cannot tell at all because I don't know what their capacity is to therapy and to But isn't taking- there a vibe mm-hmm. that you get? Like, don't you get a feeling or an instinct or? So if someone's got like some really severe addiction, mental health or narcissism going on, it's tough. It makes it incredibly difficult because that person's ability to even work in therapy is going to be um, somewhat hindered. I feel like narcissism <laughs> yeah. is uh, is very much in the zeitgeist. For some reason, Cora started sending me a bunch of notices about narcissism. I have no idea how. Never, I haven't looked it up or anything. So I'm like, is right. it trying to tell me that I'm a narcissist? But like... How do we actually know? And like what? It's so hard. It's so hard. It is. I, I feel like it's very difficult to really. But isn't everybody? Uh, isn't everybody? Well, I think like, I think that people got traits, right? People have different traits. Yeah. And it could be. I think I do think that the term narcissism is being thrown around a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing it a lot more. Yeah. And I'm hearing it being <laughs> thrown around really freely. Yeah, like I hear it's being thrown around a lot, but um, the a simple answer to your very like funny question to me is like, no, I just never know. Okay, I, but no one. Uh-huh. Has there ever been one where you were like, yeah, that's not going to happen, and then you were right? Okay. Okay, yes, that has happened. Uh, yeah, so yeah, happened. like there was a one. vibe, right? Yeah. So like they walk um, in the room, and is it the way they talk to each other? It wasn't. It was a virtual couple I was seeing, and it was... Was it the way they were, they were talking to each other, or...? Um, it was, honestly, it it was just their, like, core beliefs. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It was just, like, They're they were values. really young. They were dating. They were just dating. Uh-huh. They were very young. Okay. I think they'd been dating for less than a year. And it was just, like, their the alignment of where they wanted to be in life and what their beliefs were and um, what they expected from their partners. We have expectations, man. We have certain things we expect of our partners. It's all super misaligned. It was super misaligned. And um, like their conversations um, around it were really um, just unhealthy. And there was, yeah, it was just, um, it was just really, um, yeah, there's that. But, there's this one time. <laughs> but like marriages, though. Do you ever see marriages where you wanted Jason Siegel, but you're just like. Oh, I always wanted Jason Siegel, Maria. Like you but can't. I don't ever do it. Yeah. And you're just like, like, oh, guys, come on. Like, this is just not, yeah. you know? No. But, like, yeah. You can't, though. You can't tap out, tap in, because then you're missing. Like, I, I would miss so much of, like, processing with them. But, yeah, I absolutely. It'd be so cool if I could be on shrinking and just Jason Siegel. Okay, all. so I'm going to let you go because I know you have a busy schedule and mm-hmm. you've given me so much of your time. But next time, come back. Mm-hmm. Um, when you've Jason Siegeled. A couple people, ex- including me, after you have Jason Siegel'd me and everybody else, <laughs> and then come back and tell me all of the people you Jason Then Siegel'd. I won't be a therapist anymore, Maria. You would. My license will be gone. No, you would. You would be the kind yeah. that's just, you know what? You know, not, you know what Jason Siegel'ing is? This show. This show, <laughs> this yeah. This show is the Jason Siegel'ing it because... 
there's only th- there's three rules, right? It's no judgment, complete transparency, and the primary most important thing is the safety um, and comfort of the guests mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that they feel it's a safe. Because, you know, I kept waiting for, honestly, white men to give me an opportunity and a voice. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm going to create my own soapbox. Yeah. Which is why I wanted to create yeah. a space that's safe for people who, you know, need to be heard, don't have yeah. a voice, and can speak, you know? I don't yeah. need accolades. I just wanted mm-hmm. something yeah. that was good and that would be entertaining and also informative, right? Like, how right. many people, yeah. like I was saying to you, honestly, all of my you know not all now but a lot of people around me in the same age range family friends whatever are going through a like just disastrous yeah Yeah. it's bad what is happening Mm -hmm. is this Mm -hmm. common like what is happening at this age range uh disastrous as in personal life or you're talking no, about marriages relationships marriages yeah. it's all yeah. not great like you know yeah. not to blow up anybody's spot but like not everybody yeah everybody but like the ones that i know of like it's just a lot i think it's also that age where there's so much we're sandwiched with so much pressure we have so much pressure put on yeah. us to like be like something financially yeah, yeah to make something of ourselves financially career-wise individually um you might be dealing with some familial like you know yeah. family of origin stuff um we might be trying to figure ourselves out a bit more our kids might if there's kids involved for so those folks that there are there's like so many demands there's so many demands put on us and then we have like we're seriously adulting is what it's happening and I, I hate it okay so let's end this off so when it's time to say goodbye i mean what what how how do you what do you you want a divorce what do you do you just wake up and you go to the person and you say i want a divorce everyone does it differently yeah like i mean is that how it happens you, you, I think you got to communicate it to the person. There's, uh, you know, various modes of communication they can Send use. The cake. Been <laughs> I haven't heard about that one, but I've heard about a text. Or like ghost- I've heard about an email. Ghosting. I've heard about ghosting. Just get up and leave. Divorce like, ghosting? They've done, like, it's not even divorce. It's just leaving. It's just leaving but the, like the, the a marriage. I've I've heard of like yeah like leaving the marriage and just going to a family member's home like a Don Draper like do you remember like the guy goes yeah. out to get smokes and then never comes back like just the mm. old like timey yeah. like yeah, yeah dad's going out for to get cigarettes and then he just never just returns never. for like seventy years yeah usually there's some sort of conversation though after the ghosting there's some sort of like connection and there's gonna have to be some really difficult conversations i think yeah all right well yasmin this is crazy how much time you've given me um i can't believe it but you've been awesome thank you so much for doing this and going down this road with me um i hope you had fun did you have fun 
I did. I did. This was so cool. I feel this was like great. Thank you have, I feel like we need more time. I feel like there's more. <laughs> Will you come back? There's always more. Absolutely. I'd love to. Yes. Okay, cool. Thanks, Yasmin. We'll talk to you later. Thank we'll say you. Say bye to the people. And that is our show for today. Tune in next week for chapter two. Oh, riveting. Just feel a surprise. Come a calling. Am I right? Or am I wrong? <laughs> no, right? Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, and as always, please write and review this podcast wherever you are listening to it. You are obviously listening to it. So want to take the second to rate and review it because it does matter. It helps a lot. And, uh, you know, do us a solid. We're friends. Thanks. And we will see you next time on I Don't Get It with Mary Monero. Mm. Thanks, guys. Bye. Stupid and dumb is where my head goes. I don't get it. I'm so pathetic. One hell of a trash fire.